Um, I want to tell you a Merdika Maisa. It's a famous Maisa, but it is a Gewaldiga Maisa, okay? Yeah? Oh. <clears throat> the Maisa goes like this. Uh, I'm going to cut out the details because we need to go straight to the point. And that is basically as follows. Uh, in the New York Times, in the year 2000, which was the Millennium Edition, um, the Millennium Edition, how many of you here were alive for the year 2000? None of you. So, I want to tell you, I remember, um, I remember that we were scared. I mean, they made us scared. That in the year 2000, the whole world's going to shut down. Like, the whole computer system doesn't know how to deal with 2000. They, they, they made us crazy. And we were nervous. I remember at the time, we were actually nervous what will be. Anyway, Baruch Hashem, nothing happened. Everything was fine. And in the New York Times, they basically um, ran an interesting article with the New York Times front page 100 years ago, the New York Times front page today, on the year 2000, January the 1st, and the year 2000, uh, the year 2100, uh, what, would be the, what would be, what do they project to be the New York Times? In other words, a very interesting thing, 100 years before, today, and 100 years in the future. What, what did the world look like 100 years ago? What is it today? And what will it look like in 100 more years? Very beautiful, very interesting idea to do for their Millennium Edition, January the 1st, the year 2000. Now, they had a very interesting thing. In the year 2100, they had like an article about robots um, voting... They had like all crazy flying cars and, and all the things that then, you know, now you think about it, like, okay, it's not so bad, right? But then in the year 2000, nobody thought of these things, nobody heard of these things. It wasn't even something that even anyone dreamed of, but they put that on the year 2100. But there was one thing that was very unusual. There was one thing that sort of stuck out that didn't make any sense. And that was the following. There was a small black box in the right-hand corner of the front page of the New York Times, the year 2100. And that was candlelighting time in New York City. And it said whatever time it was. And that's a very unusual thing to have. Okay, they're projecting 100, like, why? So somebody called up the editor of the New York Times. And again, the story goes much bigger than this, and there's a lot more to it. I'm just giving you the general details, because that's what we need to know it for. And he called up New York Times, and he spoke to the editor, and he said, can I ask you a question? Why do you have that in your front page of the year 2100, January the 1st. Why do you project that to be something important? So he said, basically, that... um, Again, I'm cutting out details, but I'm giving you the crunch. And that is, he said that we don't know what's going to be in the year 2100. We have no idea. There's no way for us to project the future 100 years. It's not possible. You know, we guessed, we dreamed, we joked, you know. But one thing we know for sure, and that is Jewish women will be lighting candles every era of Shabbos. This was a goy, if I'm, if, if I'm correct, it was a Catholic, maybe even someone who was like a priest, I don't know exactly, but he was someone who understood the koyach of Shabbos when it comes to a yid. And Yiddish mamas are letting candles, there are so many stories by the Muranos in Italy, where people, you know, saw their mothers who were seemingly not Jewish go down to the cellar and light two candles because they wanted to do it in private. And, and it's the most amazing thing that Shabbos always continues. And, and it's something so important because Chazal tell us, Chazal tell us, it's a medrash in Bereshis Rabbah, that there, is a very, there was a very special light that was created in the beginning of creation. And with that light, Odom Arishim was able to see from one side of the world to the other side of the world, but the Rabbi Islam hid this incredible light so that the uh, Rishayim, 
do not use it. And uh, the, uh, the Chazal tell us there are certain times this uh, light comes out. The tzaddikim sometimes see this light, they get it, and uh, because of that, and one of the things that comes out is on Shabbos Kodesh. So Shabbos is an opportunity for a person to tap in to the light. Now we know that the Rambam writes that a, a goy that learns Torah doesn't just learn Torah, but involves himself in Torah. So Lemaisa is Chayev Misa. That means he's allowed to learn the Sheva Mitzvah Spinei Noyach. He's allowed to learn the halachas that are an Agayah to him, but not more than that. Similarly to that as well, Chazal tell us that Goy Shishavas, that means if you have a Goy that keeps Shabbos, he's Chayev Misa. Okay? A Goy that keeps Shabbos is Chayev Misa, and he's not allowed to do that. Now, it's a very interesting thing, right? The Rambam says that a non-Jew is not allowed to create a religion or make up their own mitzvahs, right? That means that if a, if a goy observes a day of rest, he's basically creating a religion for himself and he's not allowed to do that, right? Now, the Rambam says that, and it continues in the next halacha, that if a non-Jew wants to observe any other mitzvah in order to get reward, that he's allowed to do, okay? Now, we have to understand why. What is the problem? Let's just delve into one of these points. What is the problem with the goy that keeps Shabbos? Well, a goy wants to keep Shabbos. I'll, I'll give you an example, okay? Let me give you a bit of an example. The example is like this. The example is a, a true story, okay? A true story of a person that uh, found out, for whatever reason, that he was not Jewish. Yeah? He found out he was not Jewish. So he had a problem. What was the problem that he had? His problem that he had was, is Shabbos is coming up, but he wants to keep Shabbos. But he's not a, he's not a Jew. So he's not allowed to keep Shabbos. But you know, if he is a Jew, obviously he's not at the Mechal Shabbos. So you have these issues, right? There was a famous story that happened once. Maybe we'll talk about it in a different shape. Maybe it's a good idea to mention that story. I don't think I've mentioned that story for many, many years. But the idea behind why a goy cannot keep Shabbos is because Shabbos, as the Gemara told us, we started with this, is a matana toiva. It's a present that the Rabbi Nishram gave us. And if we truly understand and appreciate this present, then we'll realize that it's only present for us and, us and the Rabbi Nishram. A goy shashavas is chayiv misa because you have no right to take that present, to make that relationship. That relationship is something that only Kalal Yisrael can actually experience. And it's something that we should realize also because it means that it's only for us. It's special. When Shabbos comes in, we should have the reality that it's a special time that we get with the Rabbi Shalom. And a goy that does it cannot be able, he's not able to do that, he's not allowed to do that. And that's why it's a time that we realize it's only for ourselves. And Shabbos is the time, and again, we mentioned this coming into Shabbos, not, you know, coming in early, not rushing into Shabbos, not rushing to leave Shabbos, to be on your phone. In fact, Abacha told me, actually, that last Shabbos, he waited an extra 20 minutes to be on his phone. Dafka, for no, not because of Rabbeinu time, just push it because I don't, no, I'm not showing that I'm, ooh, desperate to get into Matzah Shabbos. I'm waiting. If you would do this, then it shows a beautiful thing. When you eat shalashudas, for example, you know in the yeshiva we're very makbad on shalashudas. I don't know any other yeshiva that has shalashudas every single week. When they have it in Shabbos, they have it in Shabbos. I don't know if they're makbad on shalashudas. I'm not sure. I don't know. Maybe they are. But I've always been makbad in every yeshiva that I've taught in. I've been walking sometimes half an hour each way to make sure that shalashudas are shalashudas. Right? Shalashudas are very chosh of a meal. Maybe we'll talk about it in a different aspect. Malava malka also. Why? No other. We mentioned this once before. If Shinshapinkas brings down Shabbos malchosa, there's no other time that we escort anything. You know, there's no such thing as escorting Pesach out. But there is a din of escorting the Shabbos queen out. 
Because if something means well to you, for example, if your parents come visit you in yeshiva and they surprise you, can you imagine? They surprise you. They walk into your room and like, oh my gosh, I should have cleaned up my room. Right? They walk into your room and like, oh my gosh, I can't be, what a shock. So then they sit down, they shoes, how are you doing, what's going on, how's yeshiva, whatever, beautiful. Okay, we have to go now, but we'll be back soon. Are you going to just lie in bed and say, okay, see you later? No. You're going to get out of bed and you're going to escort them out of the building and you'll probably go down the stairs and make sure they get into their taxi and walk out. Why? They need your help? No, they don't need your help. But if someone's important to you, you're going to be with them, you're going to escort with them. The Shabbos Kodesh, if it is important to you, is something we escort. Shalashudas is a very high time. It's a very special time. Malava Malka, also, we wash. Right? We wash. Do you have to wash? Do you not have to wash? It's not really a shayla. We're going to get into it at this moment in time. It's more halacha shayla. But the idea of Malava Malka, it should be hoshev to you because Shabbos is going out. Not because we are hungry, therefore we need pizza. No. That's not the pshat of Malava Malka. But you should know the reason I, I, I order pizza of Yeshiva is nothing to do with you being hungry. I do not care if you are hungry. Okay? I have no care if you're hungry. But what I'm saying is, is that the only reason you do it is for Malava Malka. That's it. I want you to be eating Malava Malka. Someone, I'm assuming someone lights candles. Someone normally says it's Vatorim. Mr. Da'olim sings. It's beautiful. Malava Malka is you malava the Malka. That's what it is. If something's choshev to you, you escort it out. That's the idea. Okay, Rabbi Say. So, that Goisha Shabbos is Chayv Misa for a reason. And that is the reason, because it's a special present. Let's appreciate the present. Let's appreciate what the Rabbanishab has given us. And Be'ez HaShem, if we appreciate that present, you know, if you give someone a present and he doesn't use it well, what happens? Do you want to give the guy a present again? No. Because he didn't, I, the guy never appreciated what I gave him anyway. But if you show him that you appreciate it, if you show the Rabbanishab we're appreciating his present in Shabbos, he's going to want to give us more presents. And that's what we should always say, is the to enjoy Shabbos, to tap into the Kedusha of Shabbos. And the Rabbanishab will give us to that all the Gavaldi